how do I get more people to listen to my podcast? Because it's hard to, to do that. What they're really talking about is step number four, marketing. friends. Welcome back to the Christian podcaster. I'm so glad that you are here. This is the show. It's official podcast of Christian podcasters association. If you haven't joined us and you're a Christian podcaster of literally any stripe, if you're a business person who has a podcast to help promote your business or your hobby podcaster, or you have a podcast that you really think God is calling you to build into a ministry, Christian podcaster association is for you. Best place to find us is on Facebook. Search Christian Podcasters Association. Join that free Facebook group. That's a great place to get started. And then, of course, always ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com as well. Okay, so we've been talking about, uh, we've had lots of different conversations on the Christian Podcaster recently, and we've been talking about this metaphor that I have of building your podcast. The way to start thinking about it is as a house. So we've talked about your mindset as the foundation got to get your mind right, got to get that in. I think it's a really biblical concept. Sometimes we don't give enough attention to. And so we talked about that. Then we talked about our message and really nailing your message, getting your message just right so that it resonates with your people. Because once you do that, then it makes a lot of the next steps very much easier, right? It's a lot lot easier to do that. And then uh, we talked about mechanics, which is all the stuff like microphones and things that you use to record, uh, kind of the infrastructure in your house that you never think about. You set up one time and hopefully from there it just works. Those are all great things. But the question that most people ask when they come into uh, Christian Podcasters Association, I often ask them, hey, what's your biggest struggle? And the number one thing they say is, I bet you can't guess, right? How do I grow my show? How do I get more people uh, to listen to my podcast because it's hard to to do that. What they're really talking about is step number four, marketing. I call marketing curb appeal. So today we're going to talk about marketing and I also have a special guest with us. She is a host of her own podcast called Untangled Faith. She's helping out uh, with CPA and she's one of our gold members. So we have uh, Amy Fritz is going to hear here and she's also great at marketing her show. I love that. So I invited her to come <laughs> and speak with us about marketing today. Amy, welcome to The Christian Podcaster. Hey, Eric. It's so good to be here. This is fun. I think people feel nervous about marketing because they've seen their friends slide into their DMs asking them to join their multi-level marketing direct sales thing, and (laughs) they don't want to be that person. So hopefully we will not be that person. Yes. You know where you see this is when, uh, and I I was guilty of this early on when I would have my own, uh, my own, my episodes were coming out or whatever on a Monday being reluctant to share them, right. Being reluctant to put it out there. So maybe I'd put it out there one time or I put it out there like just to kind of in, in this one little way or across social media, I eventually developed kind of a pattern that I would use that I think worked okay, but even that could probably use some improvement. But that I see people doing that. They're just sort of wanted to share, but but they're not. There's usually some things that they need to do in order to market their show yeah, um, yeah. that they're not willing to do yet. And so uh, here's how I want to talk about this. If uh, from I, I kind of break it down to these few different categories. There's some basic strategies, and then there's some advanced strategies. And so I think we yeah, should just kind that. of run through those. But a couple of uh, foundational pieces we have to add before we talk about basic strategies, right? 
I think the first one is show notes. Okay. Oh, so yeah. You, and you know where I'm going with that, right? Yes. Okay. Because uh, you, the whole point of sharing your stuff on social is to drive traffic to your website, to yeah. someplace where you can capture an email address, uh, get people to start to know, like, and trust you, get familiar with your feel, things like that, which your website does all of that. Um, and I don't think that's as appreciated, particularly in the show notes world. I, it, nothing makes me crazier, not crazy, but I just, the first, when I see it, I go, Oh, okay. We got to fix this is when yeah. we, somebody has like their show, their episodes, they've got that big player and it's got all of the episodes, um, which is fine. But then I want, I want you to have show notes for each individual episode so that you can be sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. And like what you said, you know, some people don't think about website when it comes to sharing their show, but I want to talk about how we need to make it really easy for people to find us ridiculously easy and podcast players aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily make it easy to share an episode from, you know, your podcast host or the place that you choose to, to play on your phone, you know, like, how do I get that to a friend? So we want to make it really easy for somebody to find us and get rid of all those barriers that people are like, Oh, it's just too hard. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. Yes. That's a great point. Yeah, you're right. So you see that, that big, uh, thing, what is that player, I guess with all the episodes, it's like, well, how do I text out? Even if they have a share button, it's not usually something that you're, because you want to share that individual episode and you want that to be that one page. Yeah. Yeah. The show notes should be like, Hey guys, you love this show. There is a place on the show notes for you to go to. That's going to go straight to my webpage. It's going to have a dedicated, a dedicated page for each podcast episode that they can just click on, right. see all your resources, uh, play. There'll be an embedded player there for that particular episode. And that will make you so much easier to find too. If somebody is looking for the topic that you cover, they're more likely to find you if you have individual web pages dedicated to each episode. And it's not that, doesn't have to be that difficult either. Right. I think that gets in a little bit to SEO, which I consider an advanced strategy initially, because yeah. initially you need to start out some other, with some other things, but that is sort of a, this is why show notes is a foundational issue. Okay. The second yeah. one are the concepts of copy market, uh, content marketing and copywriting, which I don't know. It, like most of us, particularly if you're just starting out and you're not sort of a, you didn't listen to hundreds of hours of marketing podcasts yeah. like I did might feel a little <laughs> bit intimidating, but it is a big deal. That is what you're doing when you're creating a podcast, your content marketing. I talked about this in the mechanics episode where I talked about uh, your website and your show notes and some of this in more detail, but I talked about this concept of content marketing, the hub and spoke, right? So drive everybody to your website. All the stuff we're about to talk about are sort of spokes coming out of your website. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be difficult either. Somebody, people are going to find your, they're going to find your show. Well, the number one way they're going to find is their friends tell them. Right. Their friends tell them. But the number two way is somebody is going to be looking on Google or on their podcast player and they're going to type in something. Right. And you want them typing something in (laughs) to bring you up. And you also, when they find your podcast, Eric, you want them to see what you've put in there as applying to them. Is that what I hear you saying? That's like, right. So that's and there's some writing that applies to that. Th- that's right. That is 
copywriting. And so like, that's a kind of a big technical marketing term, but really copywriting is just framing your message in a way that appeals to a need of your audience. Right. So uh, there's a, there's a, my favorite thing. I'll just briefly, it's not my content. I stole it from Ray Edwards. So go check out Ray Edwards. He's got a great book about this. He's written millions of dollars of copywriting sales, right? Stuff that works, but he uses the metaphor pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R. It's a problem. I've talked to you about this before and we talk about this in gold all the time because uh, I try to get everybody to start using it. It's problem. You want to start with the problem that your, that your audience has. It's amplify the problem, uh, which means you're really talking about the stakes. What's at stake if this problem is not solved, right? So if yeah. you're talking a marriage podcast, and you've got marriage, you know, talking about communication. What's at stake if you don't learn conflict resolution, for instance, right? Okay. There's, um, that's pretty easy to, to say in that case. Uh, and then you offer a solution and your episode is that solution, right? Well, in this episode, yes. we talk about that. And then uh, you might add a testimonial. This is for a sales page. So like a testimonial, but you might even say, this is how that works for me or for my guest. And then uh, you make an offer, go listen now risk-free. Hey, it's free, right? Whatever. So yeah, last, but, our, yeah, our but we really want Eric is somebody to click download. We want somebody to click download or click play. Right. Which is your offer. That's what more you're likely. Asking. Yeah. They're more likely to do that if they read the title of your episode and it solves their problem. Or it opens a loop, right? Or it creates a, it's yeah. like, Hey, that's a, that's a question I've had. Yeah. How do you answer it? Right. So this is a little bit of marketing psychology. You just want to open up that loop in somebody's head. Hey, I got a question for you in your email subject headline, right? Yeah. What's that question? Right. So then, yeah, I'm way more likely to open that up and go, what's the question? Even if I dismiss it after that, at least I'm going to open your email. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. All right. So those I think are basic um, foundational concepts that we need to have in place. Now I talk about all the time when it comes to marketing, five basic strategies that we, we use. So let's just run through these. And mm-hmm. I'm curious about your opinion and kind of how you do it for your podcast. Cause I know you've got, uh, you, I think I see your stuff and I see you like sharing a lot. Um, and I see that, I see you doing it very, very well. So, uh, I'm curious about your perspective and what you've, what you've learned as well. So the first one is email. Let's talk about email. Like how important is email for a podcast? It's, it's not the first way you find somebody, but it is a way to develop a relationship with somebody. And if you want to move from being a tinkerer to somebody that says, I think this might be a thing that might pay for itself maybe someday, or maybe bring in enough money to cover some of my kids' college expenses, you, you're going to want to have an email. And so making it easy for them to connect with you and for you to find them, people tell you all the time to build your email list. And so this is how, and this is how you keep them no matter what platform fails you, right? So if, if Instagram goes away, if Twitter goes away, if all the other things go away, people still have their email address. You still, they, they, and they stick with the same email address forever. And so it is, it's just a way to say, Hey, Hey friend, how are you doing? Here's my most recent episode. I'd love for you to listen. Tell me what you think. Um, let's continue the conversation. It's yeah. just, it's just one more step in that conversation and that relationship. And it can be as easy or as complicated as you want it to be when it comes to email. 
Absolutely. Which is a powerful, um, it's a powerful way to communicate with your audience and to keep connected to them. Even as the social media landscape changes, right? Yeah. You can, you can gather your people around one list. I've heard very, very high level online marketers say things like my biggest regret is not starting my email list sooner. Amy Porterfield yeah. says that I've heard other, a couple other people say that because quite frankly, the, the money is in your email list, right? Yeah. So when you get to, um, that stage of monetization, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, um, there is, that is a thing that you need to have in place immediately. So yeah. you may as well start now, even if no matter where you are, if you're, even if you've been podcasting for a little while and you still don't have an email list, and it seems overwhelming, it's okay. There's actually really easy tools out there for you. So I would recommend, there's a couple I, I recommend. Uh, Mailer Light is really beloved by a lot of people and it's free, has a free option that's uh, really, really substantial enough that you can grow with it for, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, the other one, I still love ConvertKit, which now has a free option. So that's, that's great. I just love everything that they do. Um, Nathan Berry is really cool. He's a, one of the entrepreneurial guys that I, that I follow a little bit. And then um, we have a Weber, which actually has a connection, which is kind of old guard, like, like old school uh, thing, but they, they developed this new thing that has, takes your RSS feed. So when you publish an episode, it'll actually grab that and grab your show notes, turn it into an email and send it out for you automatically. Right. Which just takes a little bit of setup. It's magic. Which it's is magic. super cool, right? I use Aweber, but I do not use that tool just because I want to customize it a little bit more. Yes. So. And quite frankly, you should. But if you're overwhelmed <laughs> by yeah. the all the things and you just want to do an automated thing, you can do that. That's like the minimum that you should be doing. Yeah. And every one of these, like or every one of these mail platforms that helps you has tools that help you learn how to reach right. out to people because they want you to be successful too, because that's how they're successful. Right. So email is highly important. That's interesting that you use Aweber. I'm glad that you use that. Um, I use, I use Kajabi for my website. And mm -hmm. so for CPA, that is all within there. I'm kind of a huge fan of all in one solutions, which is, yeah. uh, which is my, I just don't like flipping between all the things and all that. Give me simple one place. That's what I do. Um, okay. So from there, that's, so that's number one is email. Number two is social. We've talked a little bit about social already, but you got to be willing to share your stuff on social media. Yeah. I love social media. It's so fun. It I don't is know fun. how you feel about it, Eric, but I, I love it. Um, my favorite is Instagram. That's my favorite place to share. Okay. Well, I don't get that because I don't understand Instagram at all, but <laughs> I do love social media and I'll tell you, but something changed for me. I want to say after I started my show and I don't know, maybe it was like I started in 2016 and maybe I think so 2017, somewhere in there. I realized that I should treat. So instead of treating social media as a distraction and as a kind of enemy, that it was a tool, right? For connection. And once you make that little mindset shift, a lot of things opened up for me. I started CPA. I started, you know, putting things out there, trying videos, things like that. So that's, that's the way to think about social media is as a tool, but what does it do? Like for you, what, what have you found on social and how, how have you kind of drawn a community together using it? 
Well, I would think one of the reasons why I've been able to have downloads, pretty significant downloads from the very beginning of my, my podcast that I started in April of 2021 was because I'd already found out where my people were online. <laughs> so right. I, I knew what I was interested in. I knew where, and I knew what I wanted to talk about and I knew where people were talking about it and they were talking about it on Twitter. And that is where I sort of started with social media, but I also had connections on Instagram. And so it is, if you are passionate about something, you will talk about it and you will naturally talk about it in all the places you cannot help yourself. And so you will naturally draw people to you that want to talk about the same things and you will look for people that want to talk about the same things. You know, the algorithm can be your worst enemy or your best friend when it comes to echo chambers, but it can also suggest for you, right? It can suggest for you people that may be interested in what you are interested in. So as already hanging out in some of these places, which in talking about the topics, just naturally, like what's happening in the world that is in part of the niche that I want to do my podcast in and other people want to talk about it. I mean, this is, this is the, this is the basic, easy, not going to school marketing. This is like, what do you love? And how can you gather people around you to talk about it with you? Like, it's like having a party on the internet. Invite your friends over for a dinner party, invite them to your table and make it as engaging as you possibly can. I was telling somebody yesterday I used to do these. I should, I should revive this practice, but uh, it was like, it's a Twitter party. Have you ever seen these? Where you do like a bunch of questions in an hour and people come in and, and answer them. And we kind of, then you kind of have this talking and you're kind of leading the conversation by just asking the questions, which for me, man, questions all day. I can think of yeah. a million questions to ask about a topic. Um, but I got kind of tired of it. There's a significant amount of setup with that, but it was, but it was a cool situation to get people engaged in talking about the idea that I wanted to talk about that week. Okay. So social sharing, you need to put it out there. I have, I generally recommend but to your point, absolutely go where your people are. So that's the kind yeah. of the key thing. Uh, but share, I try to adopted kind of a, be everywhere approach. So even if I'm not always on Twitter, I still am posting my show on Twitter because it's findable there. Um, I'm active on Facebook, LinkedIn. I always post on LinkedIn, which at the time when I first started, I was trying to not be known as a financial professional because boring. Right. But, um, (laughs) I was, I was able to, I wanted to start talking about the things I wanted to talk about and be known on there as for the things I do. Shouldn't neglect Pinterest. I don't think, um, which I don't know. Some that's Pinterest is more of a search engine. We have a great I have neglected video. that. I have to admit, I have neglected that. A lot of people do actually. And that's one thing that I think, you know, these are the things you should, we should think about and start, uh, start doing. I'm on a couple of niche and weirder social uh, platforms as well, but that's just because I got into them because I wanted my name uh, on them. So it's okay. But that's, as developing a strategy every week I go in, I actually take, this is where show notes is a foundation. Again, I actually take, um, I open up all my social medias. I have them on a tab. So I just, uh, you know, open them up and they're all, all on the tab. I get my email, whatever I wrote to my email list, which is the, through that copywriting lens. Right. And that's what I share across socials. Uh, and then you got to do, you got to tweak a few things. Don't post a link in your main 
question or your main thing for Facebook, put it in the comments, all that kind of stuff. Do your do Instagram and all that. Um, as a basic level, like that's what at least what you should be doing. Yeah. And think of it like a conversation too. You're still trying right. to solve somebody's problem. Well, you're, you're trying to help them solve their own problem. So think about that when you create your graphics for Instagram. And also remember, if you're on Instagram, that is a very visual platform. And so what's more important than the words, the, the, pictures. the, the picture that you put together, a really beautiful picture or something really interesting that you created, like in Canva or something, Right. Ask the question or grab somebody's attention. That is more important than yes. writing a big blog post in the the copy of it. People aren't as interested. You want to start a conversation and then bring them to your podcast. Um, you just want to make it easy. One more step, one more way for them to remember. Oh yeah, Amy does a podcast. Amy has it out on Wednesdays. It's podcast day. Right. Um, she's reminding me to go check my podcast feed. Um, you're just making it easy for people. You're not bothering them. You're making it easy for the people that want your information to get yes. it. Yes. Okay. This applies to both social and email. I've heard Donald Miller say this. I don't care if people open my email because if they see it in their feed, in their, in their inbox, they're thinking about me, right? I'm staying top of mind and just, just to think. So you want people to open it, right? You want people to, to read it and to click a link or something particularly if you're selling something, that's a different story. But if when you're just sending out your email, if it's that little reminder, like you talked about to just go, Oh yeah, let me go download that because I'm going for a walk or because I'm going to the gym or I'm doing dishes or whatever. Um, that's what you're after, right? That's, that's yeah. what you need. Yeah. You want to remind them to do that. Okay. One other thing I want to share about social because it's my favorite tip um, that I don't see enough people doing is asking questions. So one of the things you have to do, when it comes to social media is make your interactions about your audience, which is what I hear you saying about creating a conversation, right? Yeah, make it yeah. about your audience, not about you. So don't say, Hey, what'd you think of my latest episode? Probably nobody's going to answer that. But if your latest episode <laughs> was about, I don't know, let's talk about SBC is in the news right now. We want to talk about yeah. the issues. We'll just talk there in the news. You might say, uh, what, what is your, like, how do you respond to, the SBC situation. Have whatever, you been to like a that. denominational meeting and would it be fun for you to take your vacation to go sit in a denominational meeting? I would Tell not. me in the comments. <laughs> no, you couldn't pay me enough, but that's a different story. So, uh, but that's okay. But, but you see, so you're like, you're asking a question, right? So yeah. where it's about somebody and you actually want to leave it very open-ended and very, very, uh, so there's space. Like I used to try to fill in like, I would, cause I didn't want people to think I was stupid. Like I didn't think of something, you know, like, but actually you want to leave in some space there for people to fill in gaps. And mm -hmm. if you do that, people will respond. I can guarantee you. I asked a question, has God ever spoken to you? Not too long ago on, on Facebook, mm -hmm. the whole gambit, like everybody from people who were like every day, right. To people who are like, no way. Only God only speaks through scripture. Okay. Well, that's interesting it's a conversation. It's a great conversation. And then people make those comments you respond to those comments and you, and then you ask them another question and you never just say what your opinion is. You ask them a question over and over and over again, and you'll end up with lots and lots of engagement and comments so that then, uh, and do this around the topic of your show, right? So like yeah. do this around your, latest episode, think of one question that you can engage people. So then if they've engaged you on social on that platform, 
you share your episode, they're more likely to see it. That's what you're after. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen right. that happen time and time again. Yeah. Creating conversations. I love that one. Okay. So we've got three more. We're going to dive into those right now. So the next one is guesting, uh, as is uh, being a, a guest. So I love podcast guesting as a um, as a strategy. It's kind of a thing that we that we do. But what's been your experience with like guesting, getting on shows, and uh, kind of how that helps your show? Well. People like to have podcast hosts on their show because we love to talk <laughs> <laughs> and we often have an understanding of the technology involved in it. There's less yes. hoops to walk through. Uh, we know how to keep there from being too much awkward silence in there. Um, it is, I find it to be fun. You just think of it as one more really fun conversation to have. What you're doing is you the, the most effective guesting would be looking for podcasts in your niche that you have some sort of overlap with people that listen to that one might, might be interested in yours. And you, you call, you talk about the overlap of your thing that you are passionate about. And the thing that you that podcast host is passionate about. And then in the best case, you have some takeaway for everybody that they'll continue talking about it. They'll want, maybe you have created a resource. What I have done for people is that sometimes I have an interesting story. And so I think what will happen after this podcast airs, hopefully people will come to my social media and they'll come to my podcast and they will be like, what was that story again? And then I want to make my home ready for them to show up. So when they walk in the door, what do I want them to find? So Part of that is working with the podcast host with giving them links to, to you. Um, and then just making it easy for them to be like, Oh yeah, this is a new podcast that I might like. So, um, like I, like I said before, these can be as easy or as complicated as you make it. Like I have done a podcast or I've done an Instagram post where I said, if you are new here, welcome. Here's where I'd start. Here's a quick start guide to the Untangled mm. Faith podcast episode 17, 25, and this. You're going to love this. If you loved this conversation, you're going to love these episodes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really great. You can also send people to a lead magnet, right, for, yeah. for your show to get them on your email list um, or get them to follow you on social. Those are all really good. I think guesting what we know is that podcast listeners listen to podcasts. Right. That's right. The, the light, it's so much easier to get someone to listen to you <laughs> that already listens to podcasts. So it is one of the best ways to get listeners is to go yeah. on another show. The latest stats that I've seen, I think, are the average podcast listener listens to seven shows a week. Uh, so that's pretty good. You want to become one of their seven. That's the idea. So yeah. you do that by getting on other shows and making them aware. Some of my favorite podcasters I found because they were on other shows that I love to listen to. And then I would switch over and go, Ooh, I want to listen to more of them. And I did like a couple of them. I listened to many, many, many hours of, because yeah. I just became a fan. In fact, I would even say, so I don't know if you've ever told you this story. Uh, there's a guy named Michael O'Neill. I talked about him a little bit, but I found him cause he was on John Lee Dumas's show. And I literally listened to hundreds of his episodes when I was in, when I had to work a, a real job and uh, <laughs> I was bored out of my mind, bouncing people's checks, I would listen to his show. And I, that's, he's where I got a big chunk of my entrepreneurial training. Right. So yeah. you just, you just never know, but his style 
was more conducive to my personality than like at the time, John Lee Dumas would do a very structured interview where he would only ask the same questions. Right. So I was like, Oh, that gave me an idea. I can actually do this. So that guesting, anyway, the whole point is guesting is will expose you to more people. Okay. The next one is great guests and you do a great job at getting great guests. So you want people whose platforms you can borrow, right. And you can, you can do, I'm not convinced anymore like it helps, it helps some. Like I love when I have an author and I can tag University Press in my Twitter or something, right? Yeah. Get in yeah. front of a whole bunch more people. That's great. Um, but sometimes it's not even like the highest profile guest that's the important one. It's the, somebody who's also doing the work kind of at your same same level. But what what do you find? I agree. Okay, this is gonna sound controversial, but there are so, so, so many interview shows out there. It is a, it's just going to take you a lot of work to stand out with an interview podcast, even if you have a guest that is well-known because that well-known guest is going to be on a million podcasts. What you want is for them not just to follow that guest. You want them to stay, you want them to stick around. And so you need to think about your approach to that, to make the most of that guest. So yes, having a higher profile guest that your listeners will love is going to be great, but how you handle that interview is going to be what keeps them coming back. What is what is a little bit different about your approach? Um, what questions can you ask that are not the same questions that they've already answered a million times on their book tour? Um, so I don't know. Does that make sense to you, Eric? Absolutely. I, I, I everybody that wants to start a podcast wants to do an interview podcast. I would say that's fun, but I also think here, let's talk about this in another another podcast, Eric, but I think we can hide. I think we can hide behind interviews because we're a little nervous about putting our own voices out there. And what people really want is what makes you different. And right. so you're going to need to put your own spin. Yeah. And like, what is the spice that you add to this that's going to bring them back and not just follow Beth Moore to her next podcast stop that she's on? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is, is she doing interviews, by the way? Because I would love to get... <laughs> Her she, on my did, show. she did quite a few with her her memoir that came oh, out. Oh so. man, I should have t- I should have hopped on that. Well, that's right. Um, so well, yes. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that because a friend of ours, Amber Cullum, who has the Grace Enough podcast, yes. we are going to mention her podcast so many times because Amber's a genius. She has found that she sometimes gets more interaction on her podcasts when she does not jump on the booking them and airing them right when that new book came out because they're in so many interviews during Mm -hmm. that time you may stand out a little bit more by airing an interview with with somebody not the month their book launched but maybe several months later yeah that's probably true i could see that okay amber is great she gets guests who i can't get she had i'm still jealous (laughs) she's not paying us for this she's She's not not. but you think she would be because we like to shout her out. She, she had Richard Foster on on her show, yeah. and I'm just still just apoplectic about it. I can't believe it. I'm like, what? You've got to be kidding she me. She's Dr. Langberg, and she's one of my biggest heroes yeah. in the Christian mental health world. So I'm just saying. So maybe we we'll have to talk things. talk to her about, about that. How do you get a yes from your people? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, right? we'll, we'll, we'll do that. It's But getting guests... Uh, um, getting great guests, people that you want to talk to. I think there's a couple things under this. Number one is networking. It's a great, a great way to build your network, to grow, to be, um, to get in front of other people that you otherwise couldn't. 
and that you otherwise wouldn't be able to talk to. So like somebody that That's I true. think of is I had James Brian Smith on my show last year. That and was my favorite episode that you have done because I've never heard you so was, leaned in. I was totally so was, leaned into your uh, to the episode. Like you were look, all there. I may or may not have been fanboying out, but he you was were. so like his mentors are Richard Foster and Dallas Willard and Henry Nowen and Rich Mullins lived in his attic, right? I was like, I was like, you Rich gotta be kidding Mullins me. Rich Mullins lived in his attic. What? Yeah. That was nuts for me. So, uh, but yes, I was, I was in on that, that episode, but I got to interview him because I have a podcast and because his, he, we're in the same kind of genre. And so you get to do things like that. I think that's really important and powerful. You get to interview your mentors. I've had Oz Guinness on my show a couple of times. His work, I can tell that story maybe some other time, but his work literally changed my life, shifted my perspective from going to trying to tell people what to do to trying to tell stories. That was the, that was a whole difference. So big deal, right. For me to, for me to interview him. So the question for you friends is who do you want to interview? Who do you want to know in your life that you go, that you have a bucket list and you're like, Hey, these are the people I'd love to talk to. Wow. Um, then that's, you can do it. Like you literally can do it at this point. I'm pr- fairly well convinced in, with podcasting, there's probably, there's like some levels of government I can't quite reach yet, but for the most <laughs> yes. part, I can reach almost anybody that I want and and get them either on my show or I can connect yeah. to them somehow if I want to, if I'm really persistent about it. So, yeah. okay. So that's great guess. I think there's a lot more to be said there. I, there's a, I would, we haven't even talked about the strategy of talking to publishers and getting, we kind of touched on a little bit, but getting free books, never pay for a book again, my friends. Maybe if you want to hear about that. Let me know, comment in the thing, and we'll, we'll maybe do a whole episode on that. I'll get my friend uh, Krista Clayton from IVP to come on and uh, maybe talk about that. All right. So lastly is community. So we have email, social, guesting, great, having great guests, and then starting a community around your idea. And this is one I've added recently to the marketing idea. You know why? Because I realized that what I did uh, when I started halfway there was uh, to start a, we'll start CPA actually. Right. So, and I think that that helped grow. People were like, who is this guy? I'm going to check out his show. And then they started becoming listeners, which I did not, that was not why I did it at all, but that I think it helped. Um, what, so do you have a community? You've got a little Patreon community, right? That you, that you use. Mm -hmm. So what's, what do you think about community and why is that an important aspect of marketing? When I think about the podcasts that I have found and listened to, uh, I feel like part of it is because I want to listen to something my friends are listening to. <laughs> I know that somebody I know is listening to it and we're going to be able to talk about it. Right. I'm going to see my friend Mandy at church and I'm going to say, did you listen to that bonus episode about Steel Magnolias from the podcast? <laughs> It was hilarious. And like the idea of listening to something that, you know, other people that you are like in sort of an affinity group with, like maybe it's your board game group, maybe, you know, like you can create a community around so many things. My husband's a board game fanatic. There are board game and strategy game podcasts. They're like Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons podcasts out there that have been going for years. So I'm just saying there are, there are, a number of really creative ways. Now I have a discord with my Patreon. It's not super active because I would say my listeners are a little bit older than the discord people. 
people that are like my kids' <laughs> sure. age, t- um, young, young, young adults, they're on Discord all the time. So if your people are young adults, get on Discord, make a channel, like a Facebook group, yeah. and start the conversation. Um, but the other thing is show you you can create community just by having conversations online. Right. And and so even if you didn't create a Facebook group, if they know you're always going to be talking about your show in a certain place online, on your Instagram account, in your stories, well, stories is kind of one way. So on your Instagram post where people can post and they can see who else is posting on Twitter, when everybody is talking about like, Oh my goodness, did you see like Twitter is about to burn to the ground? Is it still going to be here tomorrow? <laughs> or, um, you know, whatever it is that people are interacting. So wherever it is that you land, yes. if it's a place where people can see each other, and yeah. and hear from each other it's even better like i have found guests for my show from talking about my podcast online they aren't like an expert or anything but they become my friend and i'm like you have some right. ideas about things come on my podcast and share me share your thoughts and Let's now they're my friends absolutely i think community is really powerful because you one thing that's missing in our society is shared experiences right like we used to have I mean, and different times it's been different things, but it used to be everybody had to read the paper because that's where you got news. That's where you got everything, right? You got sports, whatever. Well, nobody does that anymore. And now it's all online and it's so fragmented or watching TV. Even I think about all the, you know, everybody's watching documentaries or whatever. We don't have those common experiences. And so bringing people in together to one place, whether it's a Facebook group or a mighty networks group or whatever you want to do, uh, that allows you to have that conversation, I think in a safe space where people are not going to be, ju- I mean, maybe they're judging each other, co- interacting, but they're, hopefully they're not, you know, being <laughs> yeah. mean to each other and you can regulate yeah. that. Um, like it, for instance, uh, I was telling somebody yesterday in CPA, we don't talk politics. We don't talk theology even like, is, even though we're Christian podcasters, the last thing I spent way too much time in my twenties having the theological arguments. I don't need to do that now. Um, but, and neither do you quite frankly. So we can, we can just not do well, that. You can do in, it on your podcast if that's what your podcast is about. Right. right. But, but, but the we community talk about pod- is for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. We talk about podcasting. At least the CPA community isn't about that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So we talk about podcasting there and there's, and sometimes that frustrates some people, but in order to keep it safe, I can mitigate that. And so whatever, whatever right. that is, that's okay. So that's what I'm trying to get at. I love that. Okay. I think community is really powerful and I think it's a basic strategy. I think if you have a message, and you're, there's certain people that you're trying to help bringing them into a place where you can talk about that message and they can help each other. This is uh, a, one, one last thing before I, we wrap up here. This is, I think you, you, I know you've read Caitlin Beatty's uh, book celebrities for Jesus so good. That, that she talks about is proximity. What is it? How does she call it? A celebrity is influence without proximity, right? Yeah. So, community, creating a community is one way to build that proximity. So where you actually interact and know people, even if you have a, a very large group. Okay. Yeah. We can say a lot more about that, but that's, that's the idea. Amy, uh, I, we have a couple of advanced strategies. We're already, we're, we're pushing, pushing our time here. Let me just mention them. And then maybe some other time we can talk about them as well. Does that sound good? Okay. Here's two. Yeah. Maybe, you, I don't know if you had any others. You're welcome to add to this. I think the two that are advanced strategies, 
I, and what I mean by that is I want you to get down email, your social, your guesting, being a great guest and your community. I want you to get those three, those things down first, those five things down before you do these, before you really like dive into these two things, which is SEO, which we mentioned earlier, search engine optimization, really honing in on your website and focusing on that and trying to get come up for certain things in your, in your, uh, in searches. And the second one is paid ads. I see a lot of people try to like, what if I pay you an ad on Facebook? Look, if you don't have everything else dialed in, I don't know that you're going to be, what are you inviting people to, right? Like, well, I I don't know that you're, that you're, you need to know your goal is. Yeah. And that is just going to be throwing (laughs) money. It's easy to throw away money. It's easy to throw away money on an ad. Yeah. I don't get, so I don't get that psychology. I think just that is an advanced strategy when you have something that you're refined and you're ready to go. Uh, with, in my opinion, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. When you talk about building you, the walls of your podcast, I think you have a couple options and, and this applies to marketing as well. You either become the general contractor that hires out all the things that are done, or you like become the person that does the building or you do a hybrid of things. And so we're just going to give you some options of like whether you have the ability right. or the resources to screw in that, you know, board on the wall. Right. It's, it's just a start. You can always hire somebody later if you want to, or if you just absolutely hate drywall, somebody can do the drywall a lot better than you can. Always pay um, the drywall say, guy. Always. always. It's so hard. <laughs> Anyway, that's sanding and mudding and taping. I'm just saying you don't want to do it. That's the voice don't of experience anyway. Okay. Maybe that applies <laughs> to ads too, right? Like maybe that's just right. pay somebody to do your ads because yeah. there's so much to know. It's just, it's sort of like that. Um, I, I think of it. So if marketing is your curb appeal, right? Your the pl- yeah. flowers you're planting or whatever ads are like putting a sign in your yard, right? Or a sign down at the yeah. end of the block or something to bring people to your, to where you're going yeah. for the party. So think of it that way, but you're going to do a whole bunch of other things to fix, to kind of make your house look good first. That's what I would think. Yeah. Don't invite people over before you've cleaned up the house. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's good. Bad about it. Amy, thanks for being here. I really do appreciate uh, the conversation and the help with talking about marketing. Um, Definitely this, I hope, I hope friends that this has, at least giving you a little bit of a framework, what we're talking about. You can find Christian Podcasters Association at ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. Once again, our Facebook group is free. You should be in there if you're a Christian podcaster. Come join us. If you know a Christian podcaster, please tell them about us. Let us send them them there. It's the best thing you can do. I absolutely love uh, when I get people sending, sending people my way. So I'd love that. And make sure you're on our mailing list at Christian Podcasters Association dot com as well all right amy thanks for being here yeah thanks let's do this again sometime